Hello and welcome. My name is Meredith Beeson. I'm the Director of State Affairs at the Global Business Alliance. We are excited for this next episode of State Snapshots, our new GBA exclusive app, uh, Global Biz, which can be found in your app store, really allows for um, the opportunity to bring you some different snapshots of what's happening across the states. So excited to have JC Lance from Porzio uh, take us on a bit of a tour in the Garden State that is New Jersey. So uh, let's start it right off. Welcome JC to the podcast and let's talk a little bit about what happened this session in New Jersey. Hey Meredith, thanks for having me. Um, so where we are right now is about a year and a half into a two year legislative session. Um, in the past, just to say fiscal year, June, um, 2020 to June 2021. Um, we covered some issues like tax incentives. Uh, I can give you an update on the state budget and um, we will, I think, get into Buy America a little bit later. But um, as far as our tax incentive programs in New Jersey, um, the EDA was running a program called Grow NJ, which expired in June on June 30th of 2019. Um, that was uh, shrouded in some scandal um and during the christie administration so governor murphy was eager to uh make some changes um but despite the fact that that program expired on june 30th 2019 we didn't uh, legislature didn't pass and um, actually have a new incentives program enacted until january of 2021 so the state went without an incentives program for about 18 months um but when the legislature did finally work towards uh, passing a, uh, a new version. It went from intro to pa passage in both houses in just five days. Um, so to say it was an open public process would be inaccurate. Um, and it was a you know, 200 plus page bill, uh, which there was very, very little public input on. Um, as a result, we did a cleanup bill in the spring. Um, we worked mostly the New Jersey Business and Industry Association was a key partner um, in working to uh, you know, enact some changes. Um, and one of them that they pushed for was remote work flexibility, obviously, which came out of uh, you know, COVID concerns. Um, awardees now are required to be in the office 60% of the time, uh, for example, as opposed to the previous regulation, which was 80% of the time. So we worked a little bit to uh, make the incentive program more geared um, towards some small business issues and also towards innovation. Um, those were some key priorities. Um, as it relates to the budget, we had a, a huge surplus of money. The state uh, borrowed and then, or bonded, and then um, there's federal funds. So uh, with our legislature being controlled uh, by the Democrat Party in all houses and the governor's office, uh, there was not very much controversy. Uh, spending priorities, you know, sailed through. And um, the only concern really is that by dedicating so much money this fiscal year to these programs, you know, if those are recurring programs um, and we, you know, didn't show any restraint this year, um, you know, that money we need to be saving more of the money rather than spending everything we have now. Otherwise, we're gonna run into an issue about not being able to maintain investments um, without needing to either raise taxes or basically recut those programs back to pre-COVID levels. So that's what we're looking out for. 
Yeah, thanks, Casey. That's a great overview of the budget. And we know a lot of states are looking at the one-time use of these monies and how to maybe backfill some programs, but you're absolutely right. It, it's going to be um, interesting to see how the state proceeds moving forward. Uh, and I really appreciate your call out on tax incentives. That's something obviously that GBA does not advocate on, but we, we love to provide that information to our members, knowing that many of our members do take advantage and we're you know, patiently kind of waiting for the state of New Jersey to put back in their uh, broad statewide economic development program. So good to hear and thank you so much for those updates. Uh, I do want to pivot a little bit to Buy American, obviously a, a huge issue for GBA. And I know that Porzio and the Global Business Alliance had long worked on this issue before this year. Sort of an interesting turn of events, but why don't you provide an update on what happened with Senate, Senate President Sweeney's proposal this year that was repassed after Governor Murphy vetoed it? Sure. Yes. So um, this is the piece of legislation in which um, AFI, <laughs> GBA, formerly known as AFI, um, engaged uh, Porzio Governmental Affairs about six years ago, I believe. Um, this was before my time at the firm, but um, it was a priority at that point. And um, over the years and the legislative sessions, we were successful in narrowing the bill down um, where we were the beginning of this session was uh, the bill simply applied to highway and bridge construction contracts um, must include U.S. made iron and steel, and those were only projects above the $1 million floor. Um, after going through the legislature and getting to the governor's desk, uh, the governor, I think, felt some pressure. Uh, we believe, and I think we're relatively certain that the AFL-CIO was the main advocate for this piece of legislation, and they were applying some pressure to the governor's office. Um, in which, So as a result, he sent back a conditional veto in which the uh, recommendations were to remove the $1 million threshold, meaning now projects, smaller projects, would also have to meet this standard. Um, and there was also the decision made to include not just iron and steel, U.S. made iron and steel, but miscellaneous components, including nuts, bolts, and iron and steel, which is a component of other items, such as reinforced steel within precast concrete that was specifically um, enumerated in the bill. Um, there was a change made to the language where uh, the initial language said that the provisions of the bill would not apply if uh, the use of U.S. made iron and steel would increase the project cost by an unreasonable amount. That was uh, defined and specified in the uh, veto language that says by more than 25 percent. So uh, if it increased the cost of the project by 20 percent, we're OK, but not 30 percent. That would you know, there would be there could be an exclusion there. Um, the final, I think, change that we thought was important to note was that um, the, the veto language authorized the state agencies to um, adopt temporary rules immediately, which would last for one year. Um, during that time, uh, they would work on promulgating regulations through the appropriate um, Administrative Procedures Act, which would include public comment. But um, you know, for for the near future, they're going to have emergency uh, temporary regulations, um, you know, overseeing. Uh, the project, and then we'll, we'll work to have a, a more formal regulatory process um, in the next year. 
Yeah, that is helpful, JC, and we appreciated you joining our procurement working group a few weeks ago uh, for members listening uh, who are interested in these Buy American proposals and pro procurement policies. Please do contact me and get plugged into that working group, which meets when needed. Uh, but we will absolutely be staying on top of uh, potentially some of the upcoming rulemaking after that emergency uh, period ends. So let's pivot a little bit um, uh, and talk about the second half of the year, right? There we're, we're in July right now. Is the legislature planning on coming back to do any business this year? And just let me know what members could expect uh, for a year-round legislature like New Jersey. Sure. So um, we are on like our first break in two years, it seems like, you know, even though um, you know, with COVID, they went full speed ahead. Um, when the legislature decided to meet virtually, that gave them the freedom to meet every day. Um, you know, our New Jersey's session, session days were usually Mondays and Thursdays. Then they decided, you know, the Senate would meet Tuesday, Thursday, the assembly would meet Monday, Wednesday, and we were going every day. Um, so we are on a much needed break right now. Uh, we are in an election year. So all 120 seats are up in November and the governor is up. So we will not, we will not see them again until November. Um, there will be an interesting uh, lame duck session in, you know, in November, but uh, you know, we're enjoying a brief downtime right now uh, until that happens. Great. Well, that sounds like a much needed break after uh, almost constant uh, advocacy and engagement for a year and a half plus. Um, I am interested in hearing a little bit about redistricting. I know it's a hot topic that many states are trying to tackle right now since most of their major kind of policy initiatives are passed, you know, in the rearview mirror. Can you share a little bit about redistricting and what it's looking like in New Jersey? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we'll be dealing with a congressional redistricting as well as a legislative redistricting um, due to constitutional amendment, which was approved last year in November. The state won't be redrawing their legislative districts until 2023. So that's a little bit off. That was a COVID related concern. Um, our congressional redistricting is sort of underway. Um, the new map will be effective for 2022. Um, where we're at right now is um, today, as we record this podcast, it is July 15th. Um, today is the day on which the delegations need to choose their 13th member, the tie-breaking member who will be the chair. Um, on, by June 15th, each delegation named their six members. So we've got 12. They will be meeting today to decide the 13th um, whether or not they can come to an agreement, I guess, remains to be seen. Um, if not, the process is that the top two choices go to the state Supreme Court, which then choose the more qualified candidate. And that needs to occur by August 10th. Um, the moving forward into the fall, uh, it's mandated that the organizational meeting is held by September 8th. And then um, there need to be three public hearings throughout the state. Um, in, in different regions. The Census Bureau, we're expecting to provide data in August or September with the final map being approved, uh, I believe by January 18th. Uh, that uh, January 18th would be 2022. And then um, the new map will be in effect for the November 2022 congressional elections. 
Helpful insights, especially on a topic that's so unique to every state, um, and we'll definitely keep you posted and maybe having you back in. You know, I know it may seem early, but I always like to think ahead, and 2022 is right around the corner. So what are you thinking will be some of the top issues that maybe weren't tackled this year that you know are coming down the pipeline for next year? Yeah, so I think um, some an issue that's been you know long standing um, is that maybe two years ago our budget process completely changed combined reporting uh, regulations, and we had a lot um, to to be uh, aware of and to keep our eye on. Those uh, regulations still have not come out um, from the Department of Banking and Insurance. Uh, they're delayed. There was technical corrections again that were required just due to the last minute nature of uh, you know the law being passed and and us realizing there were some serious concerns so uh, we're on like round two of that law and um, you know regulations will be forthcoming um, on that and then uh, circling back to the tax incentive conversation um, you know we've been seeing some rollout of regulations but again um, that that law was just amended in the spring. And so uh, we're still in the early stages of figuring out the regulatory scheme for those uh, incentive programs. Really helpful. And as a reminder for GBA members, the combined reporting regulations referenced is definitely an ongoing priority for GBA to pay close attention to. Uh, we saw draft regulations sort of quietly released uh, in 2020, which we had significant concerns with, especially with the department's potential broadening of a combined group, in particular taking advantage of not having treaty protection language and statute. So really appreciate the overview, JC. And for members who are interested in the combined reporting regulations, please make sure that you're on our biweekly state tax working group meets every other Monday, and our next meeting is on uh, July 26th. So uh, one follow-up question, JC, I'm just curious uh, about how in-person lobbying um, is maybe looking headed into next year. I, I know you all were at the Capitol at some point uh, during the pandemic, but curious if you think it's going to turn turn kind of back to somewhat normal heading into next year. Uh, I do think we'll see some normalcy um, throughout COVID. The Senate uh, was the house, the chamber that was uh, more willing to have some in-person meetings. Um, I went to the state house one. I think everyone from the team had been in the state house maybe once or twice. Um, but you know, it was like after a year of not being there. So our first time back, you know, being this spring. Uh, really was quite a shock, um, but I do we do foresee um, the lame duck period in November. I mean, it's almost like you ha you have to go back to the normal processes. And I know there's been a lot of pushback against the governor and the strictness of the regulations and the ruling by executive order. You know that public process has to resume, um, and I do think by November you know, God willing, uh, we will be back in session in a somewhat normal fashion. Good. Well, as one final question, I always try to make it a bit of a fun one. Uh, so can you share with me maybe a GBA member company product or service that you've used in the last month? So I'm sure I've used many um, as GBA has quite an impressive membership list. 
Um, one which I didn't use that often during COVID <laughs> was my Kia. Um, you know, I have a Kia. I've had it for a couple of years. Uh, during COVID, she sat idle for <laughs> some time uh, since I wasn't going to work and you know, I had to move just downstairs to the couch to get to the office. But um, I am glad that we are back out and about. And um, I saved some miles on the Kia, but uh, I am we're back and uh, using the car <laughs> as normal. So. Great. Well, thank you again, Lance from Forzio. We really appreciate you joining us for the state snapshots today and providing a great uh, overview of what's happened in New Jersey and maybe a little bit of a teaser of what's coming down the pipeline. So thank you again, JC, for joining us and appreciate the time. Thanks, Meredith, for having me. It was a pleasure.